baby welcome back to the underground treehouse podcast a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres i am one fourth of your host ruben joining me as always is marcos what's up baby isaac <laughs> hello hello and keenan what up this week we're going to be reviewing the new foxtails album fawn this Woo. is going to be marcos's pick so i'll go ahead and i'll throw it to him um i'll go ahead and give it to him i'll let him explain why he uh chose this album after we give our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendation of the week. Uh, Keenan, let's go ahead and get into these music recommendations that you have. Yo, my recommendation for the week is this album called All in a Dream by the hardcore band Praise. Mm-hmm. Whew, so good. So much fun. Check it out. It was just released on May 6th, and it's been on repeat ever since. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Songs we're going to off the album are All in a Dream, which is the opening track, and then the second track, uh, Return to Life. So good. Check it out. Um, fun fact: the drummer from Turnstile is also the drummer of Praise. Nice. Get on it. Good shit. Yeah. Run it up. That that should just tell you the quality of the band. I mean, <laughs> Run it up. If, if anything is affiliated with Turnstile, you know that shit's quality. As my boys wearing that Turnstile shirt. Ooh, shout out yeah. to Turnstile show of the year probably. Oof. Yeah. It's up there. Marcos, what do you? My, have? my turn. Okay. Um, I don't. Know, I've been listening to a lot of good stuff lately. I don't. Hold on. Give me a second. Should I do rap or? Big brain over here. Let's go, boy. <laughs> um, I'll do these streets. Honestly, because nice. of that little B song that they have. That was <laughs> funny. We just saw them in concert too, so they go hard as fuck live. Um, and I, I think they would appreciate the shout out. Um, yeah, these streets, man. They're like a hardcore metal band. They go hard as shit. Listen to them. Listen to "Stay Awake" and the song "Good Night" with Little B in it. Shit goes hard. Little B. Little B. <laughs> rapper. Crossover the century. The, the bass fuck? god. Bro. For real though. My goodness. The, the bass god the, with the hardcore band dog. The, the bass god. Fuck? Oh my god. Pussy bald like Caillou. <laughs> swag swag like Caillou. <laughs> You're nuts bald like Caillou. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Isaac, what do you have? Uh, I got a little tasty gem. It's a new one from Lorna Shore. Called Sun Eater, fucking heavy as fuck, filthy ass breakdown. But also, can we give some love to the new My Chemical Romance song? Yo, that shit was hard. That was hard. My God, Foundations of Decay, so fucking good. It's your first single in like eight years, right? It's it's been too long. It's been a minute. Long ass time. Too long. Thank you for blessing us. Shout outs to them. Anyways. Anyways, um, (laughs) is that all you have, Lorna Shore? Yeah, and, no, uh, Mike Kim. And Mike Kim Corona. That's a good Let's one. get it. Cool. My recommendation of the week is going to be the R&B superstar, Mac Ayers. Oof. Mac yeah, Ayers. Yeah, Mac Ayers. Mac like, Ayers. <laughs> Ayers, Um Album specifically, Something to Fill. Roses is a standout track for me. Pickle Ginger, but I mean, even any any project you listen to by him, any single you listen to by him is good. So Easy's great at song. Um, Holden is a great song. Easy, so smooth. Easy, bro. Smooth, fucking love easy. Man. Easy, smooth. Yeah. Um, like I said, something to feel specifically, but just throw on Mac Airs, anything by him, and you'll love it. I can almost guarantee that. Mac Airs. All right. 
Let's go ahead and get into our beer. local beer recommendation right, of the week. beverage. This comes from Marcos as well. This is going to be Steelbender's Raspberry Dynamite. It's pretty a, good. A beer with a bang. Beer with a bang for sure. It's a kettle soured raspberry beer. And let me tell you, I've never tried this, so when I first drank it today, it literally tastes and feels like you're biting into <laughs> the ripest fucking raspberry you've ever had. It's a great beer for the summer. It's getting hot, you know? Definitely. Just like our just like the beer we did the other day, uh Elephants on Parade. Oh man. This is right up if you enjoy Elephants on Parade or anything within that style of beer, you'll love you'll love the Raspberry Dynamite. From the good people at Still Bender off 4th Street, go check them out. They deserve it. I haven't Shout been out. to that brewery in a while, man. I ain't go. Yeah. I think we all need to make Have a trip it from there. the top. From yep. the teeth. Straight from the source. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. All right, yeah, so let's go ahead and get into the album review now. Uh, again, this is going to be the new album Fawn by Foxtails, the experimental screamo band from Connecticut. Yes, sir. It came Mark- out, like, what, early February or in February, I think, not too long ago. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's still fairly fresh. It's still fairly fresh, yeah. What, what led you to Foxtails and what led you to uh, picking this album? Um, I came across it off Reddit. Just listen to this. If you ever want some music that you just want to, like, get put on and listen or, you know, what is it? Subscribe? Is it a subscribe to that subreddit? Yeah. Follow. Yeah. Uh, just listen to it. this. Follow that subreddit. Just listen to this. They'll put you on some music. I came across this, and then I listened to the first track, "You Go Death," and I gave the album just one listen, and then I was like, "I'm gonna pick this to recommend it." And yeah, that's how I came across them. And I saw that it's weird because after I recommended it, you guys, someone who sent in that uh, that story of. Uh, of some person like listening to it, calling like, it far as I fuck. Bucks with tails. Yeah, yeah, there's a Instagram, <laughs> there's an Instagram page that I that I follow, and he just is like kind of dedicated to like nothing but like underground like emo and screamo music, yeah. and so that's why I sent him. I was like, "Yo, thoughts on the new Fox Tales?" And he's like, "Fox Tales, more like I fucks with tails." <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, "Hell yeah!" And then he played Space Orphan in the background. I was like, Ooh. "Yeah." Oh, and, right. and then I see, and then I, and then I seen them uh, kind of pop up on Twitter too. Every once in a while, after I recommended him and stuff and it was just like whoa what the fuck so i don't know if like they had a big release on their album or their album is just growing as it's getting older and stuff but yeah um it's one of the reasons why i picked it fucking mm-hmm. ego death man yeah oh, i fucking love that song yeah it's a great song um i saw that like fantano reviewed it and well, yeah fantano I, did review it. yeah and I, I think i saw it circulating on like popular music forums and yeah. like on popular music review sites like i'm not sure if, if pitchfork pitchfork specifically but pitchfork-esque websites right we're covering it and we're right. reviewing it so um what were their thoughts especially fantano's Fantano gave this shit an eight, Hell yeah, and I man. think what? I think everybody actually gave this album really high praise. This uh, this album has very few uh, very few haters, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, so I could see why I could see why it's been circulating so much because it's been getting very positive reviews. Yeah, all so around. compared to because I didn't listen to it or I didn't hear anything about it or the band like in February or March or April, but like in the last like month, I've been hearing a lot about them. So I don't know if it's just like getting more popular with age, right? Right. No, yeah. So I mean, this band is this band is pretty big, I would say, especially like in the, like the screamo community. Yeah, Just, I, was, I was gonna ask because I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, but I I really don't follow screamo at all. So are, are they pretty big not, within uh, the scene? They're not big. Because they're not big, but they're definitely like up, not up there, but like 
you would recognize them because of her voice and then especially like with the strings that they've incorporated like especially throughout this album it kind of separates them from just your generic just like screamo yeah. i guess mm-hmm. um because the way i found this band was they did a split with another um screamo band from i want to say it was like the uk mm-hmm. they're called algae bloom oh okay and so they did a split with them and so once i i'm a pretty big fan of algae bloom so once i saw fox i was like all right who is this and i kind of followed them for a bit because their early stuff was a lot of pop punk and like math rock mm-hmm. and so their last album came out in 2019 so when this one came out i think that's why it's all over the place because it's, it's been a while right and so finally to like have them back up on top uh-huh. I think that's why everyone's around it right now. Highly yeah. anticipated. I mean, would you say thirty-three thousand okay. listeners on Spotify is big for Screamo? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, for I, like this style of music, because like I get it. It could be like pop punk, and this could be like the gateway into like something a little heavier. Yeah. But thirty-three thousand is that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a bit. That's quite a yeah, bit. we're listening to hardcore bands with like two thousand listeners. Yeah. Shout out to witnesses. Yeah. Run them up. Uh, yeah. Volcano. Word. So, so you brought up something that I wanted to talk about right off, right off the rip. Um, the strings, the strings. I thought were very interesting in this project. Oh yeah. Have Have they always? I I didn't do my due diligence and listen to anything prior to either. this album. Yeah. Have they always had these strings added? Because they add a very interesting touch to this. No. To the sound of this project. So. I mean, their latest album, which was the one in 2019, um, I do not remember very many strings from that one. That one was, uh, I think the album is just three. Mm. It's just titled Three. Uh, I believe so. No, I'm sorry. No, it's Quirita Hija. I thought it was just the three lines. No. It's like Quirita Hija. Hija. Oh. That one, I don't remember very many strings from that one. Uh Because it's just very... Pop punk, like Midwest twinkly guitar, very math rock, right? Um, or just pop punk, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But there, there was no strings. This is where they they truly like incorporated the strings, and I think that's what really like stuck out, right? Because like you said, like it's a very different take. So this is where they kind of went an opposite direct, not an opposite direction, but kind of became yeah more experimental, right? Yes, it's fucking awesome. Okay, Cause yeah, because it, 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 no, no, it's just different. You don't hear that at all. Right, and I think that's not even necessarily something you don't hear in Screamo, but something you don't really hear in rock as a whole. Um, I mean, the only thing, we just reviewed it, uh, Black Country incorporates a lot of strings, but I think that's more along the lines of like an indie kind of sound. Yeah, that's not Screamo. Yeah, so for for Screamo to have it, I thought was super dope. Um, What what did you guys think about it? Isaac, what what did you think about these strings? let Let me rephrase this. What did you think about the overall sound of this album? I want to go in. Wait, what? <laughs> I want to go in. Oh. I'm just letting you guys know the fuck. Yeah, never mind. I'm an idiot. I'm already drunk. So oh, we'll, we'll get to you. Yeah, we'll get to me. We'll get fuck, to you. I'm just hype about the sound. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're hype. Um, the strings on this album were very good. All the instruments on this album were very good. The horns and the strings. I know you said strings specifically, but just everything gave it such texture, such beautiful, colorful sounds that. You know, I mean, I'm a whore for fucking, you know, emo music and, you know, screamo shit. Like, I love that shit. But to have that little bit of, you know, diversions from that was so 
very much appreciated. It was a breath of fresh air. It it was just that colorful splash that you needed to, you know, kind of divert this from just a run of the mill or just a, you know, regular, you know, sounding album, which I probably would have still liked. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that if they would have not did it, that I would have been a hater. Like, no, I probably still would have liked it. But because they did do it, it just my infatuation for them grew even more because of it, because it did sound so fresh. I don't, I've never heard an emo band with, you know, uh, it, I wouldn't go this, this far, but it was almost orchestral though. Like in some of the songs, it sounded so melodic and so beautiful. Right. Like it sounded like a, like an anime opening or like a fucking, <laughs> like, like a thralling landscape, you know, where you could see shit in the distance. Like it was such a breath of fresh air. And I know I've said that a bunch of times, but I can't stated enough it, it was a very colorful album i would say or mm -hmm. those instruments made the album colorful mm -hmm. so that's cool because of like a lot of like the early like emo style especially like midwest like with captain jazz you had a lot of like free-flowing like jazz instruments really yeah and so like another band too like american football um they're like a like mid 90s late 90s early 2000s emo band and they incorporated like a lot of like um horns Oh, love it! They didn't. Now I can't think of any like strings instruments, but a lot of a lot of horns, like especially like the trumpet and like the saxophone and stuff. But a lot of like these early emo bands, they started off jazz, and then what was cool, they didn't start off jazz, but they incorporated a lot of like jazz instruments. And then you have a lot of like slowcore bands, especially slowcore. They would come in with like the trumpet, very slow guitar, okay, very yeah. mellow, kind of like um King Woman. How right. it was very like slow, uh, and then they would throw in like some type of like orchestral, you know, instrument in the background, yeah. and then you know as they started to pick up, the drums would pick up, everything would pick up, and then just come crashing at you at once, kind of like King Woman, mm -hmm. and then they would stop, do like a little breakdown, and then the orchestral would pick up, and right. so that's cool to see the strings because again, I can't think of really any bands that incorporated like strings with it, so it was a very dark it made it very like dark and like twisted ominous i guess atmospheric very there we very go. Yeah. ominous and so that was very cool because especially with her voice and then her lyrics man those wailing screams Dude, her screams yeah. just to it so it's, raw it was, and it was i mean perfect yeah i it, mean it went it went so well together yeah they did a very good job at portraying raw emotion in this i think they as a band in the whole delivered every instrument to perfection when it came to giving it its own part like Damn. the guitar the bass the drums the violin right mm -hmm. and her vocal delivery with the instruments working together man is just so emotionally empowering it's fucking nuts dude it's so insane like the way they could coordinate her vocals with the instruments man it's mm -hmm. ridiculous and the violin Getting into it is fucking insane throughout every track. The drums, I felt like, were a really big part in every track, too. Agreed. Those two instruments right there are the ones that stuck out to me the most, man. The They're definitely at the forefront, I think, of this At the album. forefront. Yeah, yeah, it's usually the guitar, dude. Yeah, which, and the, the guitar is pretty subdued on this. Which was, because it's a little mathy, very twinkly, tappy. It mm -hmm. definitely is, but like... <laughs> when you the, heard it... <laughs> When, exactly when, when you heard when it, you heard it, it for the there. for the most part it's just kind of like chilling in the background you know it's giving you yeah. a nice rhythm same but with the bass yeah same with the bass it's same with the bass just yeah. chilling it's just a nice bass that 
you could really just point out the drum and it carry out through the whole song with the violin it just makes it even better and with her fucking screams bro it's like she's i don't know like letting out fucking years of trauma and frustration she is she dude, screams, yeah dude. when she screams, man it's fucking emotional like hardcore yeah <laughs> it's like a more emotional brian garris from knock loose because i love the way that fucker screams and it's just like so fucking emotional so raw yeah so raw but i feel like hers like carries a fucking bag of emotion with it yeah but yeah i think for sure is fucking uh, the instruments are just a different breed yeah <laughs> i think um I do agree with you. I think it's cool that the uh, drums and the violins are at the forefront of a screamo project. You know, I mean, pretty much like we've touched on earlier, that's just not really something you see mm-hmm. within the genre. But I do think that at times on this album, that is also its detriment. Now, let me give you an, a specific example because I fucking hate this part of the of the album. In Gazelle. And track four, you? Gazelle. How dare you? How fucking dare you? Dude. Dare you. It starts off real melodic. You know, you have very nice violins. I love her vocal delivery on it, too. It When, when she starts off with Gazelle, it, it's more of like a spoken word type of delivery. And I want to say about a minute into the song where it goes into this weird drop down and the the tone of the song completely changes. The drums start to become really fast paced and the violin completely goes away. But it sounds so hollow and it sounds so devoid of emotion compared to what we've heard prior. It's just like, to me, I'm listening to this like, why the fuck would you take away (laughs) what you were just giving us and give us this super hollow like a lifeless sound. I love that change of pace. Yeah, that, I, the way really? the drums. The, I literally the, have in my notes that yeah. I like that part, bro. It's, it's when just, the drums pick up, and they just completely change sound. The violin kind of picks up a little bit, and then the violin just stops. Yeah, and then everything else just continues. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know. I don't know. They do that more, more, more on different songs, not just this one. Yeah, I fuck with that. I get, I get where you're coming from because I, I felt that way a lot about Dorian Electra. Like, I felt like, oh, all right, well, whatever, you know, I'll just yeah. keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> Dorian, Dorian stays catching strays by Marcos. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> I would fight they. You mean them? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I would fight. Are you Shakespeare? The fuck? I shall smite thee <laughs> on sight. <laughs> if thou should see them on sight, thou should be smited. <laughs> On site. On site. On site. So, off, I mean, off the top of the head, are there any other songs that were like that for you then? Because they do a lot of. Yeah, name uh, the songs off. They, they they do a lot of, uh, like, style change or, like, you know. Right, changing up the pace and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like Gallons of Spiders. Especially that one. No, I, I like that part in Gallons of Spiders, but. So, I, I, I like the part of in Gallons of Spiders where it switches up because I feel like that adds a super atmospheric kind of feel to it. it are you talking about after like the first verse yeah and then it drops down and her yeah. voice kind of mm-hmm. echoes out yeah. yeah i thought that's cool you i like, that, I like that sound a lot yeah so but you, i think that's a great song you overall. just like that the gazelle started off nice and then it's not necessarily the fact that the tone changed uh-huh. i just think it changed for the worse for the worse yeah yeah i you, I, I have nothing against change of paces within songs oh, okay one other gripe i have is i do as we've touched on, I do enjoy the violins for the most part, Oof. but 
whether careful. whether it's watch your word careful, <laughs> careful. oh man i'm a... that's a classic instrument motherfucker the violin. <laughs> now whether it's a case of the album being too long or whether it's a case of too many of the songs sounding a little too much as the same i think having the violin at the forefront of the whole project almost brings it down because it makes it feel like a lot of it is just kind of blending together and it feels like it's a little hard to differentiate between some of the songs yeah 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 and i think i I had literally sorry to interrupt you i literally had that issue um (laughs) between uh gallon of spiders and so it goes (laughs) oh yeah i didn't know it switched the song (laughs) i honestly didn't know (laughs) I mean that that's an honest mistake because that's a instrumental, you know. Yeah. Right. Right. I felt like they relied a little too heavy on the violin at times, and for example, that break in Gazelle. When you take away that violin in certain sections throughout this album, it just didn't do much to elevate the song. And when the el- when when the violin was prominent it seemed to blend into some other songs and it didn't seem like anything new was being done. Now that could just be an issue of it being 12 tracks. I think if this was maybe an EP, then it wouldn't be that big of an issue. I think 12 tracks is a long amount of time to stretch out this sound. So so then what do you, what do you, how do you feel about the song? So it goes, because I feel like the piano was the more from, uh, what'd you call it from four? It's like, yeah, at the forefront of the song, the forefront of the song yeah. is the piano and that little instrumental, like that one minute instrumental, mm-hmm. even though it was a really good instrumental and, you know, I usually skip interludes and stuff like that, but that instrumental goes, you know, really well. So yeah. no, you think about I, that? I enjoyed, I enjoyed solo goes. Did you like I, that? The piano was like, I, what I feel like was a front forefront of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was a cool change of pace. I, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. But do you, do you guys have any issues overall with like, the violins or the sound? No. Nope. Am I am I the only one that that yes. had this problem? Like <laughs> I like I said, I felt like every instrument had its own place in this album. I feel like yes, the forefront of the album is the drums and the violin, but I felt like it was all coordinated pretty good with the guitar and bass, the drums and the violin. To answer you, Ruben, after a couple of listens, this album kind of did start to get on my nerves. <laughs> Oh shit! Just a little bit, just because I think I just just overplayed. I just overplayed it a little too much because mm-hmm. it was on repeat for me for like the past two weeks. Right, and so I think like towards you know the past like couple days, just listening to it, I was like, all right, next, next. Especially once the strings get very like crazy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I you know they start to pick up in pace and like they kind of like it sounds like they're just kind of like all over the place. Right. It would kind of bother me. Usually, they closed out the songs like that, and so right away I would just hit next to like the next song. <laughs> you just skip like the last. I would just skip like the or, last like, 30, like thirty, forty-five seconds. But I mean, I I didn't really I didn't have a problem with them at all because I did think it was a um, nice change of pace. Because again, this isn't something that you hear, hmm. and so I didn't have a problem. But so do you think it was more of an issue of you just playing it a lot? It was me just overplaying it. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, if I were to like give it a break. I could definitely come back to it. Oh, I mean, I definitely okay. will come back to it. Right. And I will have a problem with it. That's a problem with like music in general or with everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I, don't have, I have a problem with that with a lot of music. So oh, You yeah. find something new and hot and it's on repeat for <laughs> oh, dude, two yeah. weeks and then you come back to it that third week and you're like, I haven't I'm heard, over it. I haven't listened to No Pressure in a while because how fucking much I fucking played that EP. Yeah. How dare you. Fuck. Shout out to Mac Ayers. I'm man. sorry, dude. Yo, how dare you. Fuck. Like, I'm just kidding. To Mac no, Ayers no you're right. Straight. 
uh yeah the strings on this and just overall like the overplayedness i guess is kind of what like and in talking about it in that aspect uh yeah i i kind of see it uh i don't want to keep harping on gazelle specifically but i the reason why i like that part is because i thought it broke up kind of sort of that like overplayed string monotony of like the first two tracks and it like was uh you know different energy i love that it it switched up every like little bit you know mm-hmm. it'd be like same z same z boom and then a song would drop and then it would be like this completely left field sort of thing heavy so, heavy or or like <laughs> weird sounding or you know just super colorful you know so uh-huh. um in terms of the strings though themselves I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking whore for strings. Dog. I, can li- I, I love classical music, you know? So it doesn't really it doesn't really get to me in the same way. Like, I, I, I didn't find them to be overused. I, I don't think that they needed to put more of it in there. Like, I thought that they put the right amount when they needed to put it. Now, did, as Keenan was alluding to, did they get a little out of control with their progressive-ass fucking riffs and the (laughs) fucking sounding ass, you know? A tad bit for my liking, yeah, a tad bit. But everything else completely, completely nailed the head. Um, Hit the head on the nail. (laughs) Nailed the head, Jesus. Honestly, if she didn't have her vocals the way she did, dude, I, I honestly probably wouldn't think this album was that good. Her vocals carried a lot of it, too. Oh yeah. oh yeah, her I vocals think so. were insane. I mean, dude. her her. I mean, just based off Ego Death, man. When I first listened to that, I'm like, all right, for sure, I'm giving this album a listen. <laughs> Fuck that, yeah. Dude. Like Ego Death, fucking raw emotion, bro. Like, like yeah. raw dog. Like, so that's what's nice no about condom. that's what's <laughs> that's what's nice about this genre because that's where it comes from. It's just pure emotion. Like, you don't have to be the best singer, you know, to sing this style. You're just letting it out, and it's just pure you know raw emotion and just like just passion where it comes from it just means everything and so mm-hmm. it's uh, well just, just a, as long as you can convey that yeah oh yeah well, yeah you. that's the thing though even with paper tiger right mm-hmm. she her like her like she's a good singer like i fucking love her vocals in paper tiger man she's amazing. amazing 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 yeah. fucking voice man so she could hear her notes and scream like that fuck what a <laughs> fucking good ass talent man yeah and i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a song I did want to discuss. Paper Tiger is fucking amazing. I agree. Paper Tiger does a really good job at switching up the sound and the harmony of the violin. It sounds super hurried and it sounds like almost frantic. It sounds evil, bro. Yeah. It, it does. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was telling Sinister, Ruben. I was, I was telling Ruben. It, it reminds me of Attack on Titan. I completely agree. Yeah. It reminds me of... Uh, have you guys ever read or watched the movie uh, The Watchmen? No. No? Yeah. Okay, so... Rem- and a TV show. Uh, remember when spoil alert for a fucking 40 year old (laughs) piece of content, but at the end when Dr. Mandius or Amadeus or whatever the fuck his name is, Mm -hmm. he, he's, you know, says this elaborate plan and this and that. And they're like, we're going to stop you. And he was like, Oh, all that shit that I just said. Yeah. That happened 30 minutes ago. Boom. Paper Tiger starts and it would just be like the most insane fucking feeling because like when you listen to that song, it reminds you of like that dread that you see in anime or like, you know, movies or whatever, where Mm -hmm. it's like the superhero or the, you know, protagonist has realized that they fucked up and lost to the dude or whatever and all hope is gone. 
Very that, hopeless, that, isn't it? Very oh, hopeless. Very hopeless. That's the vibe I get. That shit is so fucking evil in the best way possible. Like, it, it's it's such a gut wrenching song. I thought it was a fucking amazing way to end the album compared yeah, to. With, I completely with the, agree. Completely with the first agree. Because, song, too. Yeah. Because the intro to the album, I wish it was more. I wish the album was more like that. Yeah. I, I wish there. It's the only song on the entire album that has um, heavy vocals throughout, right? Yeah. So then to end it. Like, in, okay, so to start it in a, you know, you know, typical, you know, oh, hard, aggressive way. And then to end it with, like, this sinister-ass fucking villain-ass <laughs> way, bro. Like, <laughs> it's just fucking poetic. Right, right. And her, her lyrics are a perfect pairing with that. You know, you want, you want content that sounds hopeless and frantic and devastating I mean, this song is like the epitome of that. Do shit. you guys have some lyrics to share for us? Uh, n- nothing like really stood out to me and was like, "Damn, this is like the one." But it's the whole song's. I hate saying this, but the whole song's a vibe. Like the whole the yeah. whole song encapsulates that feeling for me. It's not a single lyric or a single part. Like it's the whole song. I, I do like the uh, opening lyrics, and it it repeats for the first two verses. Uh, yeah, just Gino, about to bring Gino that up. Knows. Go ahead. Go ahead, tell me. Go him. ahead. Tell no, him. go. Floor is yours, fam. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Attempting to reason, what a waste of time. As far as you're concerned, I'm doing fine. Tend to stagger from catastrophe to catastrophe. Kept my mouth shut, got the third degree. She's and screaming those. Yeah. Not a snitch or what? Damn. <laughs> yeah, don't snitch. That, that's what she's saying. <laughs> Kept my mouth shut, I got the third degree. Man. Whew. that's she. So, th- so this is one thing that also wanted to really touch on she is very very poetic yeah. in her lyrics she is I'm an excellent. amazing songwriter i mean it's very poetic in the way the words are put together you know but it's presented. poetic yeah. presented yeah it, it has a very poetic presentation but i think what also makes it poetic is that a lot of them are kind of up for interpretation you know aside from a couple songs a lot of them are very open-ended you know kind of left up to what you take from it yeah, I feel like if you're in a certain mood when you're listening to this album, you could take it in any kind of way. Definitely. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like if sure. I listen to, which I feel like this album would be perfect to listen to on a rainy day, on a gloomy day. Mm-hmm. And if I take in some of her lyrics in, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to feel some type of way, man. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the opening song, Ego Death. Yeah. I mean, Ego Death is one of the most straightforward songs of... Coming to the realization that the world is not what you thought it is, Correct. and it's just completely fucked up, and you know it's and how fair, it, how unfair, and how un, unjust the nature of it all is. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. It, it's like I don't know if y'all ever felt this. I definitely felt it. It feels like there's this one random switch that kind of clicks. It it feels like the moment you come out of childhood and you're like, wow. The world is a lot more fucked up than I thought it was, Literally and there the, ain't know. shit I can do about it. The day like, after high, after graduating high school, it's like, oh well, GGs, yeah. GGs, yep. now we're GGs. <laughs> how po- how poetic of it is it to be called ego death? So ego death is the phenomenon which you take, you know, psychedelics and you shed your ego, your your loss of, you know, who you you know, perceive yourself is, and then you grow into like this enlightened being, but this enlightened being is seeing how the world actually is. It's not, you know, 
It's not like, oh, you know, it's all love. It's like, no, I'm shedding myself to see what the world actually is, which is doom and gloom, which is real, which is like losing that childlike innocence. Like, you you know, how you guys were saying, like, it's just really seeing the world for what it is and ego death, the name and the phenomena, like, like it's like a, flipped on its head. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Literally, I mean, to quote the lyrics from this song, she says, is this what it's like to grow up, to realize everything's fucked up, to realize dreams are delusions of youth? Like right there, it says it all. Yeah, yeah. Yep, she does. We didn't ask for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't ask, didn't ask me born, born. bro. <laughs> Damn, now I got to pay taxes. What the hey, fuck? I don't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> also, did anybody get uh, funeral march vibes at the beginning of the song? Funeral March vibes? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, what, what, what is that? Yeah, what was that? that? Uh, that's um, a song by Chopin, or I don't know, Chopin. Chopin? Dog. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. But it, it's it's a it's a classical song, and it's like, dun, dun, like it, I don't know. It, to me, it was, to me, it sounded like an interpolation of that song oh, at the beginning. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Like maybe, with those strings, that's what, that's what it reminded me of. Is this off Eagle Death? Correct. It's, it's I'm unaware. I 57 seconds. Oh, okay. Another song that I wanted to point out for its lyrical content is Life is a Death Scene Princess. I like this it's one. It's a fucking gnarly a lot. song. Yeah, this song is it's a wild. It's fucking song. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, the sound of it is really good. This this one actually was a little bit of a grower. It took a while for me to That's actually insane. kind of get with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling it um, off the rip. But after a couple listens, it ended up becoming a, a song that I would uh, go to pretty frequently. Um, but I love the lyrics in this one. I I mean they're they're fairly cryptic, and I think they could be interpreted maybe in a couple different ways. But what I took away from it was basically just being locked in in a really deep depression, and then having moments of clarity and seeing the grass on the other side and seeing if it's really greener, and then sinking back down into the depression. I I thought it was just a really cool way of. Of, well, um, yeah, because you do when you're a depressive state, you do have your good days where you're like everything's fine, and then you have your week of just like you know being sad. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Yeah, and I thought she presented it really well. Um, I mean, I have this verse here. She says, "Momentarily alive is the grass greener on the other side. I catch glimpses from days I can manage to jump high to peak, and somehow I'm colorblind." So well, even so, even the days that she does have the clarity to get out of the depression. She's colorblind. She still can't like grasp the She's fact stuck in that, that fog, that gray. Yeah, it's so deep that even when she does quote unquote come out of it, like you said, that fog is so thick that she still can't see out of it, you know? Right. It's poetic uh, as fuck. It's hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. She even says right. like, hard. She even yeah. says right here, I'll follow up with you. She says, Oh clarity, hold me for a moment. Like she just wants to like encapsulate that one moment of just like Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just for a moment. Just and for she's a moment. And she goes still, back into her hole. Man. Yeah, this song is devastating. I love this song. Perpetually collapsing. I can't let this happen. In trying to take host, I, I loosen my grasping. Man. Bro. Dog, the more you try to fight it, the worse it gets. That's, oh, that's crazy, I just want to give this bitch a fucking hug. <laughs> How are you not going to finish that, though? The self-saboteur, oh, the demons are laughing, the echoes alone form, the ambience. Transcends. Yeah, Golly. Give her a hug, Isaac. I'm going to give her a big hug and a forehead kiss. Don't give her the forehead kiss. Do, <laughs> a high five. She high for five. sure, you think she for sure has like a history of slam poetry, you know? Like just 
going on stage and just like spitting fucking lines Maybe, out. Maybe because she has bars on this, well, and, and her delivery of a lot of her lyrics are so fucking astute. Well, earlier you were saying, Ruben, that this reminded you of La Dispute. Yeah. Very poetic. Yeah, off the, very, yeah, off the podcast. Very slam. Very, you know, I'm over here fucking snapping my fingers. <laughs> very slam. Quick, quick firing. Quick <laughs> firing. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah. Bro, these right. screamo artists just throw themselves on the floor. They're just letting it out. Like straight up. Just, they just leave it on the floor. Good. Good. You know what's funny though too? Like just talking about it is like if you're not like familiar with this like style of music, like right off the bat you just hear someone screaming. You're just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, dude. You're just like, oh, I'm done. But it's like, nah. If you actually like took the time to like break down what they're singing about and like their pent up frustration, like it's all so relatable. Like. She's just Fox. screaming it at the top of her, her lungs, just letting it out, like how you would in the shower singing to whatever song yeah. gets stuck in your head. You're just letting it out. Like, that's literally what this person's doing. It's literally how the style of music is. And so it's just funny to, like, see people's, like, point of views mm-hmm. right away because it's like, oh, it's screaming. I'm done. Right. Yeah, there, like, there's no real quick story. Real quick story. I go to the, I go to the gym and I, have, I made this friend, this one guy. He's a really cool guy. And we were talking about music one day. And he showed me his playlist. He literally says he listens to everything besides screamo music. And he showed me his playlist. The motherfucker listens to literally everything, everything, everything besides screamo music. And he just told me he doesn't like the screams. He just can't, he can't get into them. Really? He's like, as soon as he starts screaming, like, no. But I swear to God, he had, like, every fucking genre, dude. He yeah. had, like, every genre besides any type of fucking emo, screamo, metal, death metal, hardcore. Like, he didn't have anything like that. But he had, like, every fucking genre. It's insane. <laughs> it's like, dude, if you knew what these people were yeah. saying about like you could totally relate to something mm-hmm. and literally what they're doing is they're just screaming it out loud for you yeah like what do you want to do right now when you're frustrated they're doing this for and, you and she does yeah. that dude she does that like fuck ego death dude fuck like that like that's the only song that from front to back or the beginning to end where she completely lets out a whole scream the only issue that i have with that song is that it's too short yeah dude the first half is all instrumental. The second half is a minute long. Fuck that. No, I think, I think that's a great way to start it's it. It's perfect. So, so I think it's perfect. I perfect. wish it was 17 minutes long. <laughs> I get that. So, but you get 45 minutes of nothing but that. So, real, so take it, boy. Good real shit. quick, because we did go over Ego Death a lot. Um, we didn't talk about the ending of Ego Death, which is the only thing that I was like, uh, until it grew onto me. It's just like the mix-up of like all the instrumentals oh, at yeah. once, which is like <laughs> yeah. fucking... It's it gave chaotic. me Black Country New Road by <laughs> See, like, that's why I press next. Yeah. It gets crazy, and I just go right next. at the end. Yeah. But that's only because this album has been on repeat for the past two weeks. So shout out. Thank you for this recommendation. Of course. But no, that's why I just be skipping the song. I get a lot of Black Country New Road vibes, or I get that vibe a lot through the whole album. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like the experimental aspect? Very, yeah. very experimental. Yeah. Very, very, like, you know, like on like different time signatures and you know these random ass you know instrument the instruments aren't random but the spots in which they are placed in the song very random seem very you know out of the blue and uh it kind of catches your eye at at first it is kind of a crazy you know feeling you're it's kind of jarring at first until you give it a couple listens and i hate to be like you know just watch just listen to it dog i promise (laughs) you'll like it just listen to it five times in the shower while you're doing a head spin i promise (laughs) like no like you can get a lot of this shit on the first go through but some of it is kind of takes a little while to digest yeah it's just it's just different it's unique and fucking shout outs to them for doing that in 2022 
I, I love the change of pace, which also gives me big Black Country New Road vibes at the end of Space Orphan. Yes. The, the ending of Space Orphan is insane. And I'm glad you guys are bringing up those Black Country New Road vibes because that almost sounds exactly like the ending of Science Fair by Black Country New Road. Mm. It's If you Black Country New Road uses a fucking crazy hectic saxophone at the end. Right. And if you just replace a saxophone with a violin, you essentially have what Foxtails did with, with Dude, it's so Space heavy Orphan. towards the end of it's the heavy. Orphan, man. And it's so heavy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the first time and the only time on this album that the that the guitars drop real heavy and it turns into like almost a post-hardcore kind of sound? I, I don't think I heard that anywhere else on this album. I don't think so either, but I'd have to go over my notes to see if I caught anything like that before. Yeah. So, no, for the most part, I think you're right, though. I, I think that's the only instance that of heavy, it. Because they were. Yeah. Because for the heavy. most part, they were in the background the whole time. Just kind of like you had like some twinkly moments here and there. And then you did have like that drop. Yeah. And if there was, there probably was like one or two maybe like here and there. But it was probably just taken over by like everything else. So right. you probably just didn't catch it as much as you could in Space Orphan. Maybe because Space Orphan is very prominent. And that's, I mean, if, if we were going to. Uh, if we were going to classify Paper Paper Tiger as, like, purely distressing, I mean, the end of Space Orphan is that times 10. Yeah. Like, the ending of Space Orphan is, like, anxiety fucking... Personified. In its, yeah, personified. It's It sounds like it could be, like... It sounds like it could be the theme of a horror movie. But you can't get with Gazelle. No. How dare you? <laughs> no. What do you, what do you guys think about Barbecue? Love the lyrical themes on oh, it. Oh, the not, lyrical Not themes. love them, but like. <laughs> so <laughs> Which are the lyrical themes? <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about the lyrical this themes is, and how relatable this is, <laughs> This This uh, track is the reason why I think she has like. She or they, um, the band, have trauma experiencing with the justice system. Oh. Yeah, some kind of it could be. Like Keep going, it could boy. Be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have the lyrics of. I mean, you have the very last bar of the whole song, In Captivity, We Dream of Liberty. Oh, that was really cool. Well, look, and, it, you have robbed through sentencing, injustice, deading, judged as threatening, day of reckoning. Yeah. Like, Judge, jury, executioner, take no prisoners, war knows no bounds or mercy, fill the scene with body bags and gurneys. Yeah. And I love that this song was like less than two minutes. It was super straight to the point. And I like that vocal sample that they added too. I'm not. I couldn't find oh, dude, anything on that. I'm not me, sure where that's too. from. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find anything on it either. It's just like the fucking like a voice recording, right? Yeah, it sounds like it could have been pulled from like a documentary or something. So but it fit really well. What's kind of cool about that is uh, Algae Bloom also has the same. I want to say it's the same recording. If not, it definitely reminded me of it because Algae Bloom uh, on one of their EPs they have it sounds like the same, the same male voice, right? Um. Except this one was a little more um, like lower sounding, more like deeper voice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas the algae bloom one was kind of a little more, I don't know, like higher pitched. But it, it definitely reminded me of the same thing. So I wonder if they pulled it from the same. Uh, oh, the same, same source. source. Yeah. yeah. The same uh, cartoon or what? Word. Same cartoon. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> 
We're going to keep saying Rick and Morty until we get 1,000 subscribers. Rick and Morty. <laughs> Shout Rick out to Morty. Mr. Beast. <laughs> oh, is that like a Mr. Beast thing or something? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, he's, I think he like read an entire dictionary. He said like... No, he said he was going to eat a $1 bill or something. Like that <laughs> yeah. like he, he, he did Paul a lot of shit. Like recognizes him. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, I love the vocals on Barbecue. It, it, to me, it sounded like very very black metal-y to me. I don't know. Like, it just sounded so, like, you know, yeah. like super guttural, you know? Something that, yes, was on other tracks, but I think in this track it was, you know, the bit. I think the the similarities is the most on this track, I would say. She, mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up too because I think she has, I mean, for the most part, her vocals are super raw and they're, they're just kind of thrown out there. But she has cool inflections here and there, and she has a cool she has cool vocal deliveries that remind me either of completely different genres or that remind me of different artists. Like she has damn near pig squeals on <laughs> one on like two of these tracks. She has it reminds me of a slint. It reminds me of Nosferatu Yo. man. Um, um, ah, what song is it? It's off of uh, Starcrossed. She she has this cool like spoken word type delivery, which is prominent throughout the album. But this one specifically, it's told in like such a matter-of-fact way that reminds me a lot of the song Nosferatu Man by Slint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even on the last track, Paper Tiger, those very last few screams, it reminds me a lot of super old uh, Chino, Chino Moreno screams. Oh, um, Yeah. It's like that crazy, like, high-pitched whistle kind of scream that yeah. he does. Yeah. She does the exact same thing at the end of Paper yeah, Tiger. Well, hopefully so her voice isn't going to shit. Hopefully <laughs> not, dude. And I mean... If it does, I would not be surprised because, you know, I mean, in this day and age, I'm sure you can have this vocal style and have some type of training and technique, but it, it just sounds so raw. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if her shit's blown out, you know, in like a year or two. <laughs> Fuck, hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully, but I mean, I would not be surprised. Well, I mean, she's been doing it now since, what, 2011, 2012? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has it, baby. Keep it going. Keep it coming. So one of the other songs that I really like the lyrical themes of, and if I'm being honest, probably like the last song that I actually kind of understand what the song is talking about, <laughs> other than just like pure distress, is the song, um, man, I'm going to fucking... Catalyst. Oh, no. What? Catalyst is all right. Catalyst is a good song. Oh, you're crazy. So Catalyst, I love that song. Catalyst is all right. I'm probably going to butcher the, the pronunciation, Ataque but it's... Ataque de nervios. Yeah, there you go. Good shit. Our resident Spanish speaker here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's basically a phenomena that's actually found predominantly in in people with Latino descent. Uh, It's literally known as Puerto Rican syndrome, too. Uh, It's basically the way it's described. It's pretty similar symptoms to like a panic attack. But for some reason, it it only it's found predominantly in these Latino communities and people who have, who are away from their normal um, surroundings. That's I guess you me, could like baby. A, what's up with <laughs> Like a culture shock sort of thing? Like a, yeah, like a culture shock, essentially. And I, I think the lyrics, I, and I mean the, the title of the track could just be, you know, pulling me in this direction, but I think the lyrics um, essentially are telling the story of somebody who has been, who feels out of place. Yeah, well, doesn't it feel like right here. they belong. The lyrics from that song, Jagged Breath, I'm Starved of Oxygen, Swimming Against the Stream of Consciousness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I've experienced a panic attack, and that's kind of what it feels like, to be honest. Right. Yeah, so so that's explaining the that's explaining like the feeling of like mm-hmm. the panic attack, you know, the symptoms of that 
of that uh what, what would you call it psychological syndrome i, I guess you could say <laughs> for, yeah, I've never for lack of a better I've, term i don't know i've never experienced it because i'm latino or mexican but you know I'm... yeah and i guess I, I i need to read up on it more i need to see why it why it affects those people predominantly i I, i'm assuming it's like isaac said it's a culture shock um but yeah so those lyrics you brought up you know describing those feelings of that panic attack um but then it also has lyrics that lead me to believe it's somebody you know out of their comfort zone and be put in a place that they don't feel they belong right um you have the lyrics i can feel stares from a mile away impresses survival as perfect prey I don't need sympathies. I don't need your praise. You don't have a fucking clue. This shit's in it. In, innate. Oof. Sorry. Innate. Um, and then again, right after that, guess it shows character at the very least. Tremendous offbeat piece of meat. What verse is that? That's the second verse. That's the second so, verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first set of lyrics I said was the first verse. And then second second set was the uh, second verse. One of my favorite verses is on this album, though. Uh-huh. So um, it's one of the last ones. Of that it's- song? Yes, off this song, sorry. Oh. One it's, more time. Can you say it for us one more time, Marcos? Ataque de nervios. Thank you. Yes. Attack of the nerves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hard. One of the one of the last verses, she says, uh, I'd rather lose it all. Please break down these walls. They're caving in, and I need someone to save me when they fall. Oh, man. Felt that. It's another, another testament to Felt her that. fucking amazing songwriting, man. Another song that is fucking gut-wrenching. La Belle Indifference. Oh, okay. oh, everything about that song just makes me want to fucking unalive myself. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a very it's a very sad song. Eh? La Bella Indifference. La Verga. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I just yeah, that's one of the very rare songs too that I actually feel like I have a pretty okay understanding of what she's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's so it's every every paragraph or verse whatever that you you know listen to it just gets deeper and deeper into like this like pit of despair i don't know i think she even though yes a lot of it went over my head the shit that i did understand everything that she said you know that my little fucking monkey brain did understand was <laughs> so fucking good bro so fucking good i love yeah. the backing vocals on the end oh, at yeah. the end with the with the band screaming the screaming the or repeating yeah. lyrics yep oh yeah. man that, that was a hard. nice touch on this song I love that shit. Very much so. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. What, what did you guys think about like any of the other lyrics? From this song? No, just in general. Or, I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about this, but just in general. No, to come back to Gazelle, though. Did you uh. like the lyrics? <laughs> did you like the lyrics in Gazelle? At all? Ruben? Uh, Ruben? <laughs> oh, why? Why Why would you Why would you point me out? Well, of all people? We didn't, we didn't really get to discuss songs. the lyrics of Gazelle. I mean, you just kind of roasted it and you bounced, but... Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, do my, your my worst. <laughs> I could take more than most. Shame on my name. Yeah, I, I like the lyrics to this one. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't really talk about it. We just kind of went over like the sound of it, right? But um, this one was. I mean, this song was one of my top songs, and overall, like I, the lyric, the lyrical content of this one, I did like. Mm. Um, and I didn't mind the change of pace. <laughs> well, no, I did. No, <laughs> I think the first five tracks are probably the most straightforward, and then everything else after that. Yeah, I kind yeah, of. It fucking, gets a little. Yeah, monkey brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Ook ook ok ok type shit. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, These are fucking Neanderthals. That's why. Shut the fuck up. You're a fucking homunculus. Don't talk to me. <laughs> to give you a specific example, as far as lines, I do like "Man in by detail, succumb to impatience, perplexed by the mirror, I drown in frustration." Yes. Yeah. 
that's clean. And the way she delivered that, how she kind of like did it like so fast, and then like the drums behind and everything started picking up yeah. behind her. Right. Which makes that. it way worse that this stupid ass uh, drum came in. I hate that shit. Boo this man. I hate boo that this I did that. Dude. That's I, I hate to bring it up again, man, but that is just like what oh, a Jesus. way to ruin a good song. Alright. If uh nobody else has anything else that they want to uh touch on specifically, I think we could go ahead and get into our final reviews, overall score, and top three tracks. Isaac, go ahead and start us off. Overall, I think this was an album that was pretty good off listen and then kind of grew on me, you know, the more I listened to it. And then I kind of understood what Keenan was saying where it like was kind of, you know, overstated its welcome a little bit, you know, if you kind of consume it. But I guess you could do that with any album. You know what I mean? It'd be your favorite album of all time and that can happen. So I, I just feel like what they were trying to do, I think they did great. What they did bad, they it kind of overstated its welcome, like and I need to meet, I need to read more books so I can understand what the <laughs> fuck they're talking about. With that being said, uh, top three tracks are Paper Tiger, Gazelle, and Motherfucking Ego Death. Great song, the whole album. Fucking love that song. Ten out of ten. Uh, as far as my rating, uh, I would give it a seven out of ten. Thank you very much. Okay. Ooh, Keenan. Yeah, so overall, this album was a nice, um, it was a nice change of pace, especially like listening to this style of music already. Um, the strings was something new. Uh, the vocals, amazing, of course. Instruments, amazing. Um, it would have been nice to hear more of that, you know, twinkly, like tappy, like Midwest, like guitar riff. Um, but overall, this, this album did it. It did what it was supposed to do. Um, it's just good to hear something new like this right now yeah because i mean i can't even tell you like the last time i like i listened to like a just pure like screamo album because everything you know it's been a while since i something has come out to catch my attention like this so it was it was cool to to hear this um like isaac it, a lot of the lyrics did kind of go over my head too um but just listening to the screams made up for it the instruments made up for it it was, it was real nice um Overall, um, I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Mm. Um, kind of ruined it for myself there towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did overplay it a little too much there. Um, probably going to take a break from it for a while, but I'm definitely coming back to this. I mean, I've added almost well over half the album to my playlist. So Nice. Um, <laughs> good shit. Good yeah, shit. so shout out to Marvel. This was a good one. Um, top three tracks, um, no specific order, are Gazelle, Ego Death, Paper Tiger. Let's go. Ooh. Nice. Twinsies. Oh, cool. Just kidding. That so I thought this album was very ominous and emotion boosted, man. And, you know, orgasmic. Uh, <laughs> definitely different. I'm glad I stumbled upon this album and came across this awesome band. The instruments are the thing that stood out to me the most and her vocals. So definitely a change of pace to what I've been listening to lately. And overall, I enjoyed the album. My top three tracks are Ego Death, uh, Paper Tiger, and Space Orphan. My three tracks right there. Nice. And I'll give it a solid eight. Wow. Nice. Eight. Fuck eight. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Here goes Negative Nancy. <laughs> trash it. Go. No, I'm not going to trash it. I'm not going to trash it. So I think this album was... 
what Keenan said, a very good change of pace. Like him, it's been a while since I've heard anything Screamo-related. I mean, just a song, much less a whole project. So it was very cool to dive into something like this that I haven't you know, paid much attention to in years. Um, I think the vocalist <laughs> is one of the dopest vocalists that I've heard in a while. I mean, her songwriting is amazing. Uh, the even though some of it is pretty cryptic and goes over my head, um, the songwriting is dope. I think her vocal performances are insane. She is a very talented vocalist, um, and I think she is really the backbone of the of the band. Um, I do like the direction that they took with the strings added. Like Marco said, I do think it did get a little too blended in at times. Mostly because, in my opinion, I think the album maybe just overstayed its welcome. I think it was just a little too long. You probably could have cut a good two or three tracks out of this, you know, and it it, it wouldn't have sounded so congested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I I think if you were to cut a couple tracks, maybe two or three tracks out of this, it wouldn't sound so congested. It wouldn't sound like so much of it would bleed together. I mean, overall, I guess I could say it was cool. You know, I don't think I really have. Other than Gazelle, I don't think I have any real issues. I think what I did like, I really did like. But what I wasn't too hot on is just kind of there. You know, it's not like I really disliked it. It's just it it, it was more of like a lull, I guess you could say, with, with with the songs that I wasn't super into. That's fair. So overall, I think I'll give it a six point five. Um, re- re- replay value is there, but I'm not sure if I'm really gonna come back to it as often. Um, as I would like to. Um, my top three tracks in order are going to be number one, Gallons of Spiders Went Flying Through the Stratosphere, number two, Space Orphan, and number three, Paper Tiger. No. I, no. Yeah, so I think that uh, covers it all. Yeah. Um, again, Marcos, thank you for picking this. It's a very interesting change of pace to what we've been listening to. I'm glad we were able to touch something Screamo. Um, of course. Despite my gripes, actually, I think I am kind of a little interested in what they bring to the table in the future. So hopefully they'll be on our radar. Hopefully they're on you guys' radar. You know, if you haven't heard them already, I think they're definitely worth a listen. Um, But yeah, that being said, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Until next time, y'all. Later. Bye. Bye.